I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Did it work then? Yeah. Okay. Now we're recording both. Okay. If you just click enough buttons, <laughs> over again, it works. That's how I fix things. Okay. It's just the, the right secret sauce, you know? <clears throat> right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe that education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz. And I'm Holly Smith. So our first guest is Josie. And she is one of the members of our Teen Alliance Council, and we're happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Josie, what school do you go to? I go to Lebanon High School. Awesome. What grade are you in? I'm a senior this year. So cool. Um, so Josie is one of our, uh, well, you just said senior, but one of our senior TAC members, our Teen Alliance Council. Um, and because we're talking about Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, Josie, can you tell us um, what TAC is and maybe how it relates to that? Yeah, so for me personally, TAC is a big group of um, other high school kids that are also passionate about substance abuse prevention and domestic abuse prevention in both their schools and communities. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and how I've, long have you been on, how long have you been part of TAC? I've been here four years. Four years. Freshman. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So now, now that you've been on this, uh, part of this for four years, and we've seen, you know, the pandemic come in. What do you think is the been has been the biggest change between, you know, the previous years and then this year with COVID? I think it's definitely what we're able to do. We did a lot of stuff in the schools before COVID, and now we really focus a lot on social media to get people involved. But it's definitely the way that we are able to do our outreach. So, what do you what when you say we normally do stuff in school? What are, what are the things that you do in school? Yeah, so for our two different months, the well, there's more months, but two yeah, months, yeah, the substance abuse <laughs> <It's> really important. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, teen dating violence awareness one. Yeah, um, we do. We put up a lot of posters and sticky notes and stuff like that. But I think the month is especially geared towards really educating people on red flags of relationships, and also a big thing for us is positives. Like you want, you don't want to just beat people down with all the negative things about a relationship, you want to like build up what's good in a relationship too. That way people aren't so like, they don't have a negative view yeah. of it. Yeah. It's kind of, um, we've talked a little bit about it, but, um, like scare tactics, you yeah, know, they're moving away from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't really work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no evidence to show that, that yeah. it works. So. <laughs> okay. So we have another teen Alliance council member in the building, Miss Mia with us. Mia, what school do you go to? I go to Lebanon High School. Okay. What grade are you in? I'm in ninth grade. Amazing. So we have two people representing from Lebanon. So if you're listening to this and you're from another school on TAC, get in here and be on our podcast. Okay. Our very last TAC member on this podcast is Jacob from Little Miami. Just wanted to let you all know that he had to call in on Zoom because he could not be in person with us. So his audio is not so great. However, he had some really great things to say about this topic, so we wanted to include him on this podcast. I'm a sophomore at Little Miami High School. Okay, sophomore at Little Miami. And is this your, your first year on TAC, or were you on TAC before in your freshman year? I joined as a freshman um, from the summit we did in 2020, I think. So you participated in the summit as a freshman, and you thought, hey, this is something I would like to do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we're super happy to have you. As a male on TAC, uh, there's not a lot of male TAC members. Do you find that to be a, a barrier or do you find that there's a stigma around being a male in prevention work? 
I feel like sometimes, especially for boys in high school, it's a lot harder to kind of keep things separated. But like boys in high school helps because there are a lot of there's a lot of bad, but there's also good too, and the good has to be shown because the bad is the only thing that gets focused on. There's a I think there's some real truth to if we're pos if we're focused on the positive, then we're more likely to see the positive. I think it's important because there has to be more than one side to see things. Most of the girls do it, but guys need to step up and start filling some roles that because most times guys will only listen to other guys and that needs to be a broader spectrum that needs to be um, listened to and we need to like be able to get out what we need to say. You know, and I couldn't agree more, Jacob. I think, uh, I think you're right. I think that it is, we need more perspectives in violence prevention than just, uh, just the binary women's perspective versus men. I think that we need all sorts of people, the more diverse ideas and thoughts we have coming into this, and men um, are, are included in that. We, uh, you know, when you look at statistics and, and you consider most violence is perpetrated by men, well, if we want to end violence, it seems only necessary for me to include those people who are perpetrating the violence, right? Men, so. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, half of it's on us, so. What advice would you give uh, as you're leaving uh, Teen Alliance Council now? What advice would you give new members coming in um, just based on your experience? You've seen the changes, all these different big changes, some good, some bad. Um, what advice <laughs> yeah. would you give? Um, I think that you just have to find what you're passionate about and what you're passionate about in it. I think a lot of kids are more passionate about the substance abuse side, more passionate about the domestic abuse prevention side. Like you just have to find what you're passionate about. That way you stay committed to it and just, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So speaking of red flags, speaking of green flags, actually I don't even know if you said green flags, but <laughs> I said it. Um, we're going to play a little game. Ding, 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 game. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe we should add like, yes. like actual, actual sound effects instead of really going yeah, ding, 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 game time. Yes. Right. <laughs> Okay, anyway, um, this game is called Guess the Flag Color. I'm going to add that in. So it's not a geography test. Um, we're going to give you a situation, and I want you to just guess whether you think in a relationship this would be a red flag, something to look out for to avoid, or a green flag that's like, oh, that's really good, positive things going on in that relationship. Absolutely. Let's play. I'm going to ask... My new co-host, bye Roy, Vanessa. <laughs> um, go ahead with the first question. All right, so your partner calls you every night. Red flag or green flag? Um, I think that's a bit of a red flag if they expect you to pick up and drop whatever you're doing. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> it could be a green flag if they're just checking in to see how your day went and if you're feeling okay. I think... It is a green flag. Okay. And I think that is if I want to be called every night. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very That's good. That's exactly yes. what we were thinking. Like, it's okay to talk to your partner every mm -hmm. night. Like, and it's okay if they call you, even if you're like, whoa, who's calling me? Like, this is not normal. Yeah. It's normal to call people. But if they're calling you every night, every morning, every afternoon, right when you get home from school, right, that's mm -hmm. like super. And you've asked them not to, don't mm -hmm. call after a certain time, but they continue to. Those are red flags. Yeah. But Probably going to lean towards red flag because there's like too much um, encroachment on like 
personal space. Yeah. Yeah. Very ambiguous though, right? Yes. <laughs> Question number two. If they are asking for the password on your phone, red flag. Okay. Why do you think it's a red flag? Um, because I think that that implies that they don't trust me. Okay. They don't, yeah, they don't trust me. They need to see it for themselves and it's not their information to have. That's definitely a red flag. Okay. It's like, why do they need to get in your phone? Like they have their own phone. If they need to make a call to someone, then you can ask. Like you can ask if you can use their phone. Yeah. Um, if they need to know your password, like why do they need to know that? Yes, I agree with that so much. Um, we also set a red flag. However, we were saying, especially at the beginning of a relationship, that is a red flag. But like, if Roy's wife was like, "Can I have the password your phone? I forgot." Totally fine. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> That's a green flag. Yeah, like, absolutely. But it just depends on where you are in your relationship. Yeah relationship with somebody there shouldn't be any problems you shouldn't be doing anything wrong so be no troubles with that three you ready for three yes okay your dating partner gives you lots of gifts showers you with gifts probably red flag okay because like eventually they're going to want to collect on the favors like they're, they're going to expect something back yeah and it's probably not going to be a good thing okay yeah that's definitely a huge red flag. If And that's like a form of manipulation yeah. where someone's like, I give you this, but then you give me that. That's like yeah. not how, especially how a relationship should start. Red flag. I, that's like super overbearing and it's like overwhelming. There's too much. I, I'd have to say green. Oh, okay. Why? Okay. I, don't, I mean, my love language is gifts. So. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> this might be biased, but. No, that's good because I mean yeah. you have to talk to your partner. Mm -hmm. Maybe I mean it could. I think it could be red flag. Maybe that's what we had. We had red flags. Like, I'm just kidding. I wrote no, no, we wrote green flag. flag. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think if it's like love bombing or like something like that, used as a manipulation tactic, obviously. Love bombing definitely can happen. You know, like within mm -hmm. the first week, month, yeah. like they're just like, oh my gosh, I really love you. And they just shower you with all these nice mm -hmm. things. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. When did they drop the love word? Right. Well, and you know, with uh, with the emergence of, of awareness around human trafficking, I mean, we understand that a lot of relationships um, that are very toxic, that are, you know, a potential trafficking, oftentimes start out that way, that love, you know, that, that, mm -hmm. that showering you with gifts, making you feel very special. And then yeah. all of a sudden, then there's requests for favors and mm -hmm. expectations back. So yeah. it can be a red flag, but I think in, in your, uh, in your case, lots of gifts, and <laughs> that's your love language. And yeah. it's, it's a yeah. green flag. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one, we have two left. The next one is they start telling you what you should be wearing. Red flag. Ooh, that was so quick. Right away. You should be able to make your own decisions and what you wear does not affect. Yeah, like, especially, like, if they're like, oh, I, like, you need to cover yourself up for something I can see or something like that. Like, if they're like, oh, you look cute in, like, that skirt, like, then that's okay. But, like, when they yeah. try manipulating how you're dressing, then that's definitely a red flag because they're trying to control you. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Um, and it's not even like stops at the clothes. If it's any time where they're like, like you shouldn't be going there. You shouldn't be hanging out with yeah. that person. Or like, why do you hang out with your parents or your family all the time? Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. You don't need that in your life. Um, all right. Number five, last one. All right. So your partner slapped your butt when you're walking down the hallway. What do we think? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
probably a red flag, like, especially if it's unwanted. Yeah. yeah. I would think red flag, once again, if I didn't want it. I think there's some girls that would definitely enjoy that, and it might be, maybe touches their love language, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But okay. for me, it's personally a red flag. Maybe you think it's just playing around, but then somebody else takes it as though maybe there's abuse in the relationship or something like that, and or there you could kind of say that it's you know maybe they're too involved with each other or something like that. I feel like with some of these, like with the phone password, it's pretty like standard for people to be like, oh, that's that's a red flag. But then for PDA, like it can be different culturally too, especially yeah. with like the touching sort of stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know, like when I was in Europe before, they are totally cool with PDA. Oh yeah, like in France, like not even a question. Yeah, because it's the way they express their feelings and like the way they express feelings for one another. But like here, it's more like different people react in different ways, and it's really the way you react to something like that is what you need to take into account. Yeah. yeah. I love that all these questions sparked uh, this or that or like if or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's about communication. Like if it's at the beginning of a relationship, definitely you've got to talk about it. You've got to talk about boundaries. If it's like, you know, 10 months down the road and you're, they start doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable, like talk about it. You should have those like open lines of communication to talk about things. So our very last question, we've talked a little bit to our listeners out there about what a bystander is and just like stepping into a situation that could be harmful to someone else and like how do you step in and say something. So within the realm of teen dating violence, have you or do you know um, what you would do if one of your friends or maybe a sibling or somebody, a cousin, if they were experiencing some of these red flags that we've been talking about, they were experiencing that or even worse red flags. Like, how would you step in and, like, say something to them? Yeah, I think I definitely have a lot of friends that are in a lot of toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And something that I've learned, it's not the prettiest answer, but you can do your best to educate them. And that's what I really do is you just really try to give them the facts, make them see, help them get that clearer view of the situation. But you can't force them to mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah. Like, if I come in as the friend and I'm, like, break up, like, I'm not going to be your friend if you don't break up with him, like, all that stuff. Honestly, that's just going to push that person closer to their toxic Mm -hmm. significant other than if I was there and consistently provided them with support and, like, helped them see that the situation was not okay. Yeah, I love that. It's so much messier than Mm -hmm. we think, especially when it it comes to, like, close friendships or family or something. Um, But it's really – I love that you – didn't say it, but you alluded to empathy and just like yeah. being there with them and like feeling with them and like just doing things with them and, mm-hmm. and always just having that like open door of like, I'm going to tell you these things, but it's up to you to yeah. decide when you want to talk about mm-hmm. it or when you want to do yeah. something. And I think it's hard because sometimes you get pretty upset. Like I feel like if I have a friend that I really respect and really hold in a high regard and I see them let themselves be treated like that, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's like almost almost hurtful like you get upset like why would you allow yourself to be treated like that like I think of you so highly and it's almost you get defensive but you have to put that aside in order to really be there for them yeah Yeah, you internalize that yourself I know I I know it just as part of the abuse and rape crisis shelter and actually having a shelter legal advocacy I know that they uh they discuss this a lot with people in trying to help people uh, escape those relationships those abusive relationships uh one of the philosophies that we always you know try to express to them is that we will be here when you are ready. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes you have to let them 
You have to let them go through what they have to go through. Yeah. And just be ready for whenever they are ready. If it's, like, really, really bad, mm -hmm. like, obviously you don't want to get on the wrong side of them because then they're going to have to, like, make you feel something out with them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, because that's, like, how it often goes. So, like, yeah. they, like, first, like, trying to get whoever, like, I'm trying to help, like, alone so that I could be, like, hey, there's people you can talk to and yeah. you're not alone and, like, it's not supposed to be like this, you know? Yeah. Um, and give them the resources they need because ultimately it's their decision if they choose to get out of it, but having the resources available to get out of it if they feel the need to. Yeah. And then if it gets, like, really, really bad, mm -hmm. then, like, I'm not sure who else, like, I would go to, but, like, going to someone who maybe has more of, like, authority over me or who yeah. they would listen to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I think that's a great answer. Yeah, something that I saw, too, that's really helped me is I saw one quote that said, you'll get up from the table when you're full. Yep. And that's what, I feel like Ooh. I have a lot of friends. That's good. Well, since it's a food yeah. reference, I rarely, I always, I always <laughs> say I get up from don't. the table when yeah. I hate myself. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> we don't want that but, for our friends, but it happens. Like, yeah. it's so, it's sad, but it really happens. Yeah, when they just keep going back and you're mm -hmm. just like, why? But yeah. when they're full, they'll get up. I like that. I like yeah. that quote. Okay, yeah. so very last question. How do you think that, coronavirus, hashtag Miss Rona, is what I used to call it. I don't anymore. How do you think the coronavirus has affected, like, teen relationships or teen dating relationships? Like, what do you think the effect is on that right now? So, like, right now, I think it's, like, I think it's definitely, like, one of the ultimate tests, honestly. Ooh, because, yeah. um, like, obviously in high school and middle school, like, there were relationships that you're like, oh, yeah, we dated for two weeks, and then yeah. like, we broke up. We just hung out in the hallway. He was texting. <laughs> yeah. Or like something like that. And so like when you're quarantined, mm -hmm. you can't see each other for two weeks. And then mm -hmm. like a lot of people like broke up because they're like, I can't handle it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I feel like now it's like either making it stronger or weaker because some people they're like, okay, like we can, you know, hang out between classes or whatever. And they're finding ways around, um, Social distancing. Like yeah, that, they're getting like creative. That. Yeah, and then there's also people who, like, aren't creative at all. Yeah. They're like, well, I, well, I guess we're done. Yeah, you know? wow. That's a really cool perspective. Mm -hmm. I really didn't think of it that way. I like that. There's going to be a lot more red flags that, like, come up, like, that are created due to, due to COVID. Like, yeah, that'll be interesting. Because, like, when someone has beliefs of how they need to handle themselves in public with, like, COVID and stuff, and, like, if their partner is, like, getting them to stop doing that, even though they don't feel comfortable, that's a whole nother red flag that you've never seen before. That's yeah. so true. I didn't even think of that. This girl's looking for new red flags out here <laughs> that we don't even know about. I do have one surprise question for you, though. Are you ready? It's kind of a tricky one. Surprise for me, too. You have to get rid of all of the apps on your phone except one. Which one do you keep? Ooh. I have too many right now. I, quite honestly, I think I would have to say I would keep Pinterest. I Ooh, <laughs> that wow. makes me sound so old, but I love Pinterest. There's so, much. so many different things. Yeah, on. and it's not. I feel like honestly, personally, I delete Instagram and Snapchat a lot just because it like I see it affects my mental health a lot. But like I always stay on Pinterest, so <laughs> yeah. it keeps me connected without feeling very like bombarded. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Apple Music. Apple okay. Music. I don't know. You can just do whatever. Like, okay. You can listen to whatever you want. And, like, bunch of playlists and just like yeah yeah I, I like always whatever i'm doing i usually have music in the background or i look like like singing in my head yeah and that doesn't make much sense but like 
Oh, I've always had a song in my head. <laughs> like your inner voice. Yeah. I'm probably Google. Google? Why is that? Yeah. I, because, well, there's like, you can access pretty much anything from it. Yeah, my second is going to be like Apple Music or something because you can at least get like podcasts and stuff too that you need to watch. Peace out, world. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.